You are listening to the Mom Halo Podcast. This sweet ear candy will serve up laughs and aha moments as we talk to best-in-class thought leaders. These folks are dropping gems of genius. I'm Melana Kapitz, CEO and founder of the Mom Halo community. I'm a fun, fearless, freckled mom with three wild kiddos. I love to introduce you to ideas and people that will rock your world all while laughing out loud because that is the only way to get through the daily grind of parenthood. Plug in your earphones and let's get to them. Wouldn't it be great to shop online without worrying about the way something fits or if you got the right size? If you haven't heard of Smithery Style yet, you're going to want to. They're an online shop who has made many appearances at Mom Halo events in the past. They not only sell gorgeous pieces that they like to refer to as elevated basics, but their mission is to have women across the country feel confident in their day-to-day from the moment you step in front of your closet to get dressed in the morning. How do they do that? By helping you figure out your body shape, giving style tips for those shapes, figuring out your wow colors, modeling the clothes on real women, and curating collections each season of the best pieces for all different body shapes. Watch their daily try-ons over at Instagram, Smithery Style, or head to their website to figure out your shape now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mom Halo Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Kafitz, and I'm super excited because we have Mavis Huntley. Woo! In the audience today. Give her a big round of applause. <laughs> Okay, Mavis, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. To, to, like we were just saying before this podcast started that we have like, we've known each other for years. Known, I'm putting in quotes, because we're just saying like we run into each other or we're at events together, but we haven't actually like sat down and chatted or really know like maybe personal details about each other. No, yeah, we like orbit the same ecosystem, but we haven't had a chance to have a like a real conversation. So this is a meeting of the minds. Welcome. There you go. Yeah. So uh, like Elena said, my name is Mavis Huntley and I am the owner, operator, founder of a company called Smithery or Smithery Style. And uh, the whole concept of Smithery is shop by shape. So I started the company about, I keep on losing track and I have to go to like LinkedIn to see, but it's like it's nine years, I think now. And I'll tell you why I started. And it's, I was working at an ad agency and I uh, sat on the executive team. I had a team of 40 people, yet every day I went to work and I didn't feel confident. And what I realized, which is so silly, it may feel silly, is that it was the moment I was standing in front of my closet, getting ready, getting dressed to go to work that day. And I was standing in front of the closet, had nothing to wear, and that set the tone for the entire day. Um, And it like changed my confidence level for the entire day. So uh, I had a peer or like someone I worked with, and she was taking styling sessions on the side. And, you know, I started having this conversation with her. She started giving me tips and tricks. And it changed my whole outlook because I didn't like shopping. I didn't have time for shopping. I would buy off the mannequin. It wouldn't look like that on me. Um, And then when she started giving me these tips and tricks, I started loving my closet. I started loving my clothes and it changed my entire confidence level for everything that I did. And I just thought like, there must be more women out there like me. And ta-da, that's how Smithery was born. So let's talk about shop shape. What does that mean? Yeah. 
So shop the shape. So because for me, that was my aha moment is when she told me at the time, we don't use fruit at Smithery, but I'm sure we all recall that there was a time where you would read books or you'd see articles and be like, you are a pear shape. And you're a banana. And I'm like, nobody wants, nobody wants to be that. Nobody wants to be that. So nobody we use- wants to be a pear. It's really stupid when you think about it now. It's so stupid. Like how demeaning. So anyway, so we've used the same. <laughs> I'm laughing. I just want people to laugh. It's so stupid. Apple, pear, banana. What was it also? There was banana. So apple, pear, banana. It was like all fruits. But it was like dumb. I think there was an orange. Strawberry, orange. <laughs> strawberry. There was a strawberry. Too. Strawberry. Yeah. I wonder if anyone was a grape, like just a circle. <laughs> so, okay. So that was the first thing we did at Smithery is we got rid of fruit. <laughs> so, so we still use the concept of different body shapes because we are, but what we did is we came up with five different letters um, that we use. So X H A V O. And I feel like that is a better reference. Um, A X O V than a the letters actually like look like that. So it's not like you're trying to be like and my pear or apple orange. Um, so that's what we did. And then we started giving tips and tricks on those different body shapes. We launched a shape finder on our website to help people go through like a bunch of questions to figure out their body shape. Because the stat that we learned when we started is that only one in 10 women know their body shape. And that is really the key to finding pieces that um, sort of flatter the different shapes. And so... When we found out that stat, that's when we're like, we have to help people. And to be honest, when we started learning how to do it, it is a mix of like math, science, right? Because like no two body shapes are the same. Um, so yeah, so then that's the idea that we came up with. We started giving tips and tricks based on those different body shapes. And then what we did is we thought the missing piece is now the clothes. So you have all these tools and we're just going to send you like out to the mall. And I was like, no, don't like that. Um, So we started curating collections of clothing on a website to go along with that as well. And then what we do is once you know you're an A, for example, you punch that into the website, it pulls up all of the clothes that are good for an A shape. So we're just trying to take the guesswork and the time it takes to shop to find pieces out of it. I love it. So, so once you find your letter, yeah. okay, let's use me for an example. I have very voluptuous upper and bottom, but I do have like a middle that's, so would that be an X? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am an X, I guess. Yeah. Like, and that's what it is. So our, our thing has been over the years, like body shape, it's not about size. So body shape is really based on proportions. So it's the proportions between your shoulders, your natural waist, which is like about an inch above your belly button, and then your hips. That's what body shape is based on period. It's not based on different sizes. So um, that's what determines it. And then usually chest and your booty are tie breakers. If you're kind of sitting in between two shapes. And then like what we've done over the years too, is we've actually evolved that because, okay, I feel like this is the other thing that's going to give you a good giggle is that, and it's back, it's made a resurgence and I can understand why, but it's color analysis. So yes, people are talking about, yes, bring back 1990s. Let's go. Color analysis. Go for it. 
It's back. And I don't know if you remember this, but I remember going to the mall and my mom went to like this like odd kiosk in the mall to get them done. Um, and she got her colors done. So we've brought color analysis back at Smithery too, but in a much more modern um, way. But again, we're just trying to give you tools, tips, tricks to make shopping as easy as possible. So yeah, so you've got your body shape, you've got your color analysis, and then we've also incorporated style personality too, um, because that plays a big part of it as well. Because the other thing with Smithery too is like, at the end of the day, we're like a rule schmules kind of like company, right? Because so what if you're this body shape and you have these rules, but you like wearing crop tops, right? Wear the damn crop top then because really we're all about just like having you feel the most confident so if you love wearing a crop top right then wear a higher waisted jean maybe with it like you could style sort of anything the way you want to so that's sort of always been our mo i love it the website's really cool and it's actually quite um intuitive and i think you you offer a lot of there there so Walk us through, because you guys were kind of like the pioneers in this, right? Tell us, take, yeah. walk us back. So you started the business. Who was involved? How did it evolve? Oh, okay. Look, you're really getting into it. Okay. No, this is good because I feel like we were around, uh, we worked with you guys when I had my partner. So, um, so that person that I mentioned at the company that I work with, we started it together and we would work on weekends at nights because we were both working at this ad agency. Um, and we launched it together and then we both started it actually to prior to us having babies. So, you know, we're single gals at all the time in the world. Um, and then I had Charlie who is now six and then Rena went on to have her son as well. And things change and business is hard. And you always think that you're going to be in it for the long haul, but it wasn't working out. Like, I think what she realized after she had her baby is that maybe this wasn't for her, right? And it was really in the early stages, too, where you're spending so much time trying to get a small business off the ground. And we separated, like we split ways. Um, We were really lucky because we had those hard conversations in the beginning. So we had an agreement that if something like this happened, um, there were sort of things to play, but still didn't make it any easier. We didn't. It's not fun. Um, And then I went on to run the business uh, by myself now. Yeah. And then I have obviously a few people working for us that you'll see on stories and stuff like that. And now a word from our mom, Halo podcast sponsor. Who needs superheroes when we have moms? Mommy Spa is Mississauga's first and only spa dedicated to moms specializing in pregnancy, postpartum, and motherhood. Come to experience our clean luxury spa treatments along with our highly rated clinical services. Fall into a deep relaxation with our signature Indian style head massage. Trust me. You need to try this. Our practitioners are highly trained to support you through every stage of motherhood. Join in on any of our in-person classes at our gorgeous studio. We will get the chance to meet other mamas. Book all of your treatments and classes on our easy-to-use online booking service. Stop by our brand new location to shop our lineup of incredible products and be pampered for your next service. Come and experience for yourself why we are the number one spa for mamas. 
Leanne Kim is my go-to resource when it comes to anything starting or growing a successful side hustle or business. She was my business coach for years and has helped tons of the moms in my community build profitable businesses. Leanne knows marketing and sales so well, and she's helping women just like you change their world with their products and services. Leanne has a program starting as low as $59 a month, which makes her the best investment for new business owners looking to take their dream to the next level. Yeah, I love that. I mean, in business, things happen, right? People, you build, you separate. It's hard to be have a business partner. I can tell you that much. It's I really know. Hard. I've had I'm a lot of people try over the years. Did you, year. did you ever have up. one? Did you ever have a partner when you started? I, I've never actually. I'm a sole proprietor of my company. Okay. And... uh I've had lots of people, I want to say, who helped build the company. For sure. You know, um, I've had tons of people who who were instrumental in making this come to fruition. And we had a really different business model, which was like, we started as like a community of volunteers, right? Yeah. And a lot of those people who started as volunteers ended up coming with me and some of them ended up getting paid and then some of them wanted shares. And anytime I got to shareholders agreement, everything fell apart and all those relationships fell apart. So I've had some people who I would say like tried to take the business from me. Like they were like, you, we should be, we should be your partner. Like, or other people I've come to them and said, I want you as my partner. And then I've just decided that I just need to have really skilled people help support the business, but no one can really... Uh, it's me. Atlanta Capitz is the brand, right? Basically. So no, no one can be me and no one can be you. Right. So it's, yes. it really is that. So, um, yes, I, I don't have a business partner. Um, yeah. okay. So you're growing the business, you're growing your family. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that was, so I was always doing it like part-time side hustle thing as I was in at the ad agency. And then when I got pregnant with Char, um, I had Matt leave. So it gave me an opportunity to be like, can I do this full time? Is this going to be a thing? So I sort of took like three months off and then, yeah, went back at it. And at the time, like Smithery has evolved too. What's been interesting as well is like the original idea was just to be online and it was to make online shopping easier because we knew Canadians weren't shopping as much as Americans were. So we thought, how can we make that easier for Canadians? And then what kept on happening is people kept on messaging me being like, I've tried your shape finder. I can't figure out my body shape. Can I come in? And I was like, okay, I'll meet you at a coffee shop with my measuring tape because like we didn't have a location or anything like that. And that's how we ended up opening up our first studio, which was at um, Queen and Spadina was our first location. Oh, wow. So that people could start coming in. And then we started offering in-person style sessions. So, which we have today. So we have stylists on staff and you can work with them online one-on-one. Or now we've got a sort of longish term testing it out location in Bowmanville. Now that we're doing the in-person stuff again. I didn't yeah. know that. That's amazing. Good for you. Yeah. Wow. And, and you know, what's funny is like our customer base like who our true customer is like the person that shops from us we we call them and that's probably why we've always done so well when we've worked with your group is that we call them like new moms which are really like moms who have kids until like 15 16 right but think about it right like your lifestyle's changed your 
amount of time that you have available to you has changed. Your body has changed, right? So the work sort of there stepping in, being like helping find the new wardrobe or your, your latest wardrobe in terms of that. So what was interesting is we had the downtown location and then as our customer was like getting older and having kids, they were all moving to the burbs. And so then we ended up opening up a whippy location because that's where our customer sort of was moving along. So we've yeah. sort of followed them along the, the path. Yeah. And like, I mean, and let's be frank, right. People's bodies change. And I know for myself, like, you know, even my identity was so wrapped up in like my appearance and so much of us spent so much of our, you know, twenties and teens and life putting so much emphasis and value on our appearance. And I think like people want to look nice. I do. I think people just generally want to look good. Um, I want them. I think people want to make it look effortless. Um, but I do think people's bodies change and change and change. Right. That have you heard of this idea of matrescence? If you're no. no, okay. Tell me. I love I love telling people about this. So yeah, tell me. Matrescence is uh, something I actually learned from this this research um, that came out in a TED talk about ten years ago, where we name all the other times in a life when a woman's body changes. We talk about um, adolescence, right? When she becomes, has her period and her hips and, and, and breasts stop to develop and you go through puberty. And then we have menopause, which is when that ends, yep. but we didn't name the part when you sort of become a mom, which is called matrescence. Okay. So it's an entire area of research about when your body literally changes after having a, a baby that isn't about mm-hmm. postpartum, but it's called all, everything that comes with it. So it's called matrescence. And yeah. it's just this body of of study and this idea of thought that is actually has like such limited amount of research and conversation because people don't really talk about it. But oh. it is this sort of pivotal moment where your body changes and your identity changes in such a way where like you're sort of, I think, um, in my very small experiences in parenthood, but having done this line of work where women are straddling this sort of who I was and who I am. um, And they want to be both, right. They want to sort of re re meet themselves as, as women who had interests and identity outside of motherhood, but also is sort of re meeting herself for the first time as like, I am now mother and all these things that I was before. And how do I marry those things? And often when it comes to body image, obviously we know um, the research shows like it's a really confusing and obviously often like a very um, hard time for women to sort of readjust to their um, post, you know, post baby making bodies. It's, yeah. so, so that's where you guys come in huge. Totally. And that was what, there was a gap there, right? Like there was no store to fulfill that. Like I was shopping at the time at Aritzia but it wasn't like fulfilling. Do you know what I mean? Like there wasn't sort of anything that like sort of catered to this stage of your life. And that, you know, and that's, we wanted to provide what we call like elevated basics, right? So what are those things that make you feel like, aren't just a plain t-shirt, but like have unique and make you feel good. Like you were saying, like the moms still want to look good. Right. And they're trying to find like that new identity and what works for them in that lifestyle. And they deserve to have that stuff too. And those yeah. people. 100%. And wh- what do you think about fashion right now? Like what's your, what's your take on what's happening? Where you, where we've been, where we're going, you know, sort of the rise of athleisure wear and sort of this sort of, I don't know, this homage to the coverture of like, I don't know what I grew up with. Like it's coming back, you know, and I guess I'm turning 40 this year. So it makes sense that fashion for 20 years ago is coming back. What do you think about what's happening right now? 
Yeah. So for me being in it, like it, it's interesting when we, cause we go by, like, I, it's so funny. Cause I feel like our customers are always interested in that, but we go like meet with wholesalers and different brands. And we have like certain criteria for the type of brands that we bring into Smithery as well. So typically we want them like in an ideal state, they would be Canadian woman led somewhere like you can't find them in every shop, high quality pieces, but most of their things, 90% of their items are under $150. Like we have all these things that yeah. we see to tick off. So we're not just like another store just carrying, you know, another brand. And what we call it, and I that going into like where I see fashion going, what we call it is we call it like conscious buying right. is where we come from. Like I know this is going to be controversial, but the word haul, I cannot, I cannot. Every time I see someone do a haul, I'm like, don't, don't just buy a bunch of shit for the sake of buying a bunch of shit. Like, but don't put anything in your closet you don't love, like put stuff that you love in there. So that's what we're sort of about is, you know, we try to be sustainable as much as possible. Like when we're looking for things, it's not always possible. And especially the price points, like for people. So it's about buying pieces that you actually love and you're going to wear and you're not going to throw out that are going to last a few seasons. Like I have customers talk to me about smithery pieces they've had for like six years. And that brings me such joy, right? Because um, it's that longstanding. But yeah, that like for us, it's interesting because also um, as we've dabbled in this, like we've started doing collaborations. So we started kind of making some of our own pieces. So like this jacket is like, we approach Pink Martini and we're like, the pockets aren't working for our client and we want these colors. Can we help like recreate the new version of it? So we're starting, so they're starting to go that way. And this year, um, you know, there's a piece that we just want to do totally on our own, but it's because we have so much data, like we've, right. we had, we've met with all these moms and all these new moms and we've talked to them. We've been in these style sessions, which to go back to your earlier point, I feel like a lot of our style sessions are therapy sessions. They end up being. Um, and so we're like, okay, like, Let's make pieces for this group that nobody else is making pieces for. No, I love that so much. Um, and co- when you say about conscious shopping, it's funny. Yeah. I think people want two things as a consumer. They like want to get something that they love that will like t- stand the test of time that looks really expensive. They don't want us to want to pay for that. No, that, I right? agree. Yeah. That's why, we, that's why we call conscious shopping because, hey, even myself, I would love to buy from all the brands that are sustainable and all this stuff, but that price point is out of my range, right? So yeah. that's why I call it conscious buying. It's not necessarily that you have to, you know, it's buying those quality pieces that are in within your price range. Yeah. That, that you're just not going to throw at the end of the season. Like they're not yeah, what, what floored me was the rise of denim, the cost of denim. Like to me, that was crazy. Like jeans, I worked in denim when I was in high school and like, a high-end pair of jeans were $79, $89, right? Then yeah. $99, then 110 was the craziest, highest price we carried in yeah. a jean store. I worked at Jean Machine, like all through high school. Remember Jean Machine? I do. I worked there for four and a half years. And then I You remember- know what's funny? Just to but, go back yeah. to that, I saw an ad today for silver jeans. Silver, yeah, silver. Mavis, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mod robes, uh, Levi's, yeah. manager's jeans. Yeah. Uh, Romeo and Juliet, like I was like deep in that denim world and I love jeans. To me, denim like means sort of that iconic material that like it's rock and roll, it's pedestrian, it's nightclub, it's classy and getting a good pair of jeans that fits is like 
There's nothing more that like, so getting one pair of jeans. And then I saw, you know, the rise of sort of like, you know, um, citizens for humanity and, uh, who was after that, um, sevens and, uh, page denim, $229, $345. What the fuck? And then I realized like, um, you know, people were, were able to get those prices because if you get one pair of jeans that you can like love and wear, it became sort of, you know, and now like good American, right. With the Kardashians and the denim. So to me, denim has always been this sort of, you know, and obviously Levi's like is the iconic, right. Calvin Klein used to be like the, you know, um, so to me, it's always been denim. Denim has been the thing that like, I will live and die on. It's, I have so much denim. It was embarrassing. And now I really sort of, my body changed and I was buying denim from old Navy. Cause like I couldn't find what fit me because yeah. my body changed so dramatically. And I was holding on to all, of, I have literally box, a box Mavis of my jeans from high school, yeah. from university. I probably have 12 pairs of all the different sizes and styles. Yeah. And I, co- I covet denim. It's just like, it's a weird thing I have. I don't know. Well- it's so, it's so interesting because you're right. It's a hot topic, right? Like as a mom too, right? Because you want to find a cool pair, but not like, you don't want like the low rise that's showing the thong that you're not wearing anymore or whatever, <laughs> like all that stuff. But so we, and for the longest time, we're like, can't sell denim online. It's too hard, right? Yeah. But we have actually created a cult following. So we found this, I'm going to send you a pair. So okay. we found a brand, it's called Cut From The Cloth. Okay. They have full size range, but they are the most comfortable denim and they come in like so many different styles. And the price point is like between 110 and 160. So not like crazy. Yeah. They last like so slowly, but and so we've created like we bring them in now and like they're gone, like within, but they are, we call them the jeans. You don't want to rip off your body at the end of the day. Because same thing, it's so everybody wants denim, right? Like that, it is, it's a staple. And so, but what's been interesting, like is slowly but surely, because of course, as the new styles come in, I have the luxury of like, you know, grabbing a pair, but slowly but surely all of my non-cut denim have like moved to a shelf up top because they're not as comfortable as ones. So I'm going to send you a pair. No, I think it's fascinating. To me, denim though, is it's just, it's the material that carries with it so much more than any other material, right? Like maybe leather might be the other thing that like, right. Or PVC or whatever, but I don't know. I remember as a kid going to Yorkville and wanting to go to over the rainbow. I was just going to say over the rainbow. was That was the play. And they still are right. It was the beacon of sort of high end denim, tons of inventory. Like to me working at G machine still over the rainbow was sort of like this crazy place yeah. right? where like that's where you went if you had coin if you had money that's where you went and you know aritzia also is really interesting in sort of the fashion world which is this cult following of like the best very expensive i don't know pedestrian wear jackets like what was that about? I, you know what drives me nuts because other than smithery the only other two places i would shop at typically would be aritzia and then dotty which is she's like a local Toronto designer too, but Aritzia has clearly we're not their customer anymore. That's what I feel because they did you have you been in there lately? They took the mirrors out of the change rooms. No, no. (laughs) So they're forcing you to come out like into the middle of everything, right? And then 
do it. Like they deliberately took the mirrors out of the change rooms, which I think is like so bad. It's so terrible. So clearly it's the 15, 16 year olds that are spending their parents' money now. That is their demographic. I feel like, um, for, for Aritzia, do you know what one, a side thing that I've always wanted to do with Smithery is, and I, I, to be honest, these conversations happened with a mall, started happening with a mall before COVID hit. And then they, you know, nobody was going to the mall, but it's like, I would love for us to go into retail locations like Aritzia and train them on body shape. Say like, I will come in, I'll train your staff like on body shape, just so like the, the folks there working there have some knowledge on it. So they're not. Oh, if you want, my neighbor is actually the general manager for like all of Toronto. There you go. She said, no. yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's funny, right? Because I think people want to look really stylish. They want to look put together. They want to be on trend. But can you speak to fast fashion? Because I think it's exhausting, right? Like I even saw people who I thought were like really good at slow fashion. A lot of Canadian brands who I used to like covet. Yeah. Who I now kind of don't have a, I have a problem with because it seems like they have 52 drops now, right? Like every week there's a drop. Um, and they're even the ones who I sort of thought were like the slow fashion, like one like iconic product. Um, and as speaking about people who I, I still like, I'm literally wearing like, you know, Nick's and smash and test. Those are the two like ones that I'm thinking about, but they both have gone and I love their founders. And this is not like a slant. I will like live no. and die by the brands, yeah, but, too. uh, you know, their direct to consumer model that is so e-commerce focused, um, and they don't really wholesale anymore, right? They don't. Um, oh. And they have their own brick and mortar like like Nick's does. But like, you know, I was surprised and I sort of saw this happen over COVID where like they went from having a few sort of key products to releasing a new product every freaking week. Like it's 52 weeks of fashion. So talk to me about that. What does that feel like for you in the industry? It's so hard. I'll say the two hardest things about managing Smithery, like that are on my mind all the time is that. So new arrivals, the pressure to have new things, new things, new things, um, right? All of the time to keep cash flow. to be honest. Like, so what yeah. we're trying to do is we're trying to create new content with existing stuff. Like we're trying That's not fun. to, re- yeah. And that seems to do the trick too, but it is consumer driven, right? And then- the other thing, which we haven't touched on yet, but uh, but Nyx and Smash and Test do this extremely well. Like, But the other thing for me is the struggle to have the full size range. Right. It's that struggle to have, like we, ha- we started introducing even extra, extra small because there's people like skinny shaming is a thing too, right? Like, and there's people that needed those sizes, but it's, it's like a whole different business to then have, like, we go up to extra large now, sometimes extra, extra large. But like, I want to be totally inclusive. That like, was, like, size, size inclusivity is, is I think, crucial for brands. And, you know, if you're late to dinner, like you're if you're not doing it now, you're already late to dinner. So I have to pay homage really to Smash and to Nick always doing that. Um, also, who was Joe Fresh has always been good at it. Um, Old Navy has always been good at it. Um, but a lot of people were late. Like, you know, I think Lululemon was a little late to dinner on that. Um, a few other yeah. people were late on it and it affected their business. Like we push, push. So one of the brands and like, typically that's like, uh, we won't bring on any new brands now unless they go to at least extra large. Z Supply has been a brand that we've had for a while, um, sort of grandfathered in. But every time we talk to them, every time we're putting pressure, 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 because they would only go to large. And I'm like, how in this day and age can you only go to large? So this is the first season that they're, they've extended those sizes 
to extra large. Yeah, no, it's funny, right? Because it's it really is a dawn of a new day. And I know it's also expensive, right? For these businesses to have to do it, right? Everything's a cost because it means you have to have more inventory. And to be frank, like making extra large triple XL, like it's more material. It could actually is more, right? So, and I've seen businesses where the if you're over XXL, it actually costs more. Um, like the actual product is more expensive. Careful. Yeah. It's a really fucked up time. Talk to me a bit about uh, the rise of, of of consignment and secondhand buying. What's where yeah. you guys taking part in this at all? Because uh, I'm, uh, if you follow me, you know this is like a big part of what I do. I'm very strategic about how I shop for myself, yes. and that I only buy brand new if I like really want it or I really need it. And I try not to bring too much into my house um, that is not now rescued, um, upcycled. I get a lot of stuff gifted to me because of. Sure. being a content creator, but, and a lot of my brand affinity has come from actually being a content creator, right? Like I've learned so much of this through strictly being an influencer and doing influencer marketing for other brands. Um, but when I look at, when I do consignment or secondhand or thrift shopping, um, I think maybe because of COVID, like I'm getting so much with tags on and getting so much brand new for me and my kids. And it's, 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 I'm paying, you know, two percent five percent ten percent of the retail price right so talk to me about that yeah and i think that goes back to again i think that's why we keep on smithery has chosen the word conscious buying right again it's because we want people to be conscious of what they're buying like these hauls and too much stuff right and i think we all did it over covid like we're all guilty of like being at home shopping online and buying too much stuff so i think for me even i'm trying to right size that in my household of not doing that um but it has been i definitely want to do um an event or like definitely in our mind about like smithery slightly used yeah. but to also like have that market too where yeah, it's like yeah. Maybe the new stockport has different pockets and I like these pockets better. I still have an old stockport that's completely, you know, good. So I want to give a place for our customers then to be exchanging smithery pieces that they no longer wear or fit or anything like that in order to give them a home that they're not just going like in the garbage. Um, Do you know who I like? I'm admiring right now. Um, they are called Alder Apparel. Okay. So I'm a little biased because I did work with her at one time in my life. But yeah. Naomi and her um, partner, they founded. It's like um, it's like a outdoor wear, but like street outdoor wear. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be like a major hiker to like to wear their stuff. And so they just launched. I think it's called like the Recreate um market for them and like what i would do is love to copy that as well so what is the market what is it yeah so what they've done is they've anybody that has alder pieces older pieces that maybe there was a hole in them or again they don't fit they can send them back to alder and what they do is they rate them in terms of like how much wear and tear they've had they fix them they wash them and then they've created this whole other section on their website where you can buy those pieces at less cost. I think, I think that's the way things are going, right? Like a lot of people are doing buyback campaigns, even like, I think there's a piece there where people, it'd be really smart for you guys, I think, to really get into that. And I know it's probably a hard piece of the business to probably be like, oh, let's take on this like <laughs> the new customer facing initiative that's like, you know, us 
buying pieces, but I do think there's a lot of there there. And I'm seeing with secondhand kids apparel, it's the rise of like the, the rebel storks, the um, curated cubs, the like people are yeah. really getting into this business. And like even the posh marks, right, of the world where it's, yeah. it's consumer to consumer selling brand name items to each other. That's super smooth and integrated. I sell everything on Poshmark and I yeah. can't believe what I'm able to get for it. Um, yeah. And people are willing to pay the dollars. So, you know, if, if a company, I feel like has to, like you say, conscious first is really, I think, um, the life bread or, or maybe like the like the fifth leg of many of the business models yeah. right now is having to sort of reduce that carbon footprint and to do that buyback. So I'm excited. To yeah. Hear and and for me, I want to make it like to follow in the same like ethos of Smithery has been is I want to make it as easy as possible, right? For our consumer. Like, because for me, I love the idea of vintage shopping. I love the idea of it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, I don't have time, right? On the weekends, I'm a single mother also, right? So it's not like I'm going to be, and it's just not my shtick. Like I never like shopping at winners either. Cause I, I don't like the hunt. I don't like the find. And there's, so that would be my thing is like creating it like Alder does, does and making it like really easy for our customers to find those, the secondhand pieces for sure. No, I love that so much. My sister is in secondhand. She's I know in- your sister. Oh yeah. Do you? Well, I got to, I got to spend that day with her. Oh, at-, at Camp Halo. Yeah. And she was my favorite person yeah. she's, she's a lot of people's favorite person she is the most hilarious biggest yeah. loudest she makes me look like a mouse she's literally the smallest firecracker was the biggest personality anyways her business vintage schmata which i'll give a plug to um she's a buyer right and she goes to these huge recycling places and she she picks and she uh, she sells and she does a great job with it and she has really opened my eyes to sort of the 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 rising star that is sort of secondhand shopping. But I think vintage is having a moment. Um, you know, you're seeing people like Value Village put Queen Street curated stores together with sort of higher end brands. You're seeing um, you know, sort of the rise of what I grew up doing a little bit when I was a kid was um downtown Toronto. I grew up where you would go to one of these markets where you would buy by the pound, right? Like it was $1.99 a pound for clothing. And you're seeing that sort of as a resurgence of people um, as a way of shopping. And it's not people who are like in need. It's everybody shopping there, right? It's it's not people who are just like living in a certain socioeconomic status. It's people I think have had like a real big awakening. And I've been doing it for quite some time, sort of buying secondhand for my kids and for myself. But I really made the commitment last year to 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 buy less. And I'm literally looking at a pile of tagged clothes that I bought in Florida that we're probably gonna have to sell because I'm not gonna make room for it. And I'm I'm also about right now my commitment to myself for this year is to just bring less into my house. I think COVID, we brought a lot in. um, And now it's to like sort of declutter and our house, our family is growing We have three little kids and it's not realistic for us to move because we have too much stuff. The other alternative is to get rid of the stuff. Right. Um, And I don't, I'm not somebody, and maybe this is maybe a little bit less typical for your customer, but I'm not somebody who like has so much like this, pair of pants was worn by my son and I need to keep it like, you know, I don't put, um, no <laughs> emphasis on objects. I don't, if you, if somebody came to my house and stole everything, I'd be fine. I'd feel yeah. violated, but I'd be fine. Like I don't need anything. Um, so what's your take on all that? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like I, you know, like I was saying earlier, I think that's it. I think it's like after COVID we all bought so much excess of everything because we're at home online shopping right like so I think there is this I think everybody's feeling the same right now right is bringing less into the house 
and like minimizing um, the clutter and like the excess as well. Like, again, it just like, it makes me like physically sick to my stomach. I want to know, like when these people on Instagram are like, here's my Amazon haul or like here, you know, or even when it makes me, and I guess like I, they don't understand how the business works either, but when they're doing the copycat thing, like when they're like, here's, you know, this sustainable, slow fashion business. It's, dupe. it's called a dupe. But it drives me crazy because they're like, here's what I found it on Amazon for half the price and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but they're like destroying the planet. And so, um, so let me also remind you, let okay. me also remind you yes. that so many of those content creators are either ambassadors or influencers for Amazon. Yes. So I get paid when I link something. I am an I'm a, I'm an Amazon ambassador and I'm working really hard not to link a million things and I'm really working really hard not to you know click 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 to to the Bezos like it's it's really hard not to because I, I'm not saying not to do that. I feel like that's yeah. totally okay. It's the excess yeah. for me. It's the it's the ones that are showing up every week being like here's my weekly haul. Right. Like I think it's authentic and true if somebody shares something from Amazon that they use on a daily basis or yeah. a weekly basis, love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think for, I have some friends who are really like they are content creators and they're fashion and Amazon influencers, right? And I have a few friends who've like really done quite well um financially. And I don't think the regular sort of scroller realizes that when you click on that link, that person's making commission okay. and the and the cookies settles on that 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 gets that gets locked, that everything you click. And that shop goes back to a commission to that person. So those people are making some serious coin on being Amazon creators. And I have to tell you, the big secret that they don't tell you is they return almost all of it. I was just going to ask you that. That was going to be my next question. I was like, do they return it? Yeah, I mean, I think that 80% 80 of it gets returned. I know one of my girlfriends who is like sort of, she's really big now in Canada on this, but she, she was one of the OGs. Um, when I first, she was the one who taught me about, um, restyle, which yeah. is allows you to link to any website and get a commission. So yeah. it was funny. I got a check this year for, you know, it was five figures. And I was like, what the fuck is this check? And I was like, oh my God, this is all the commission I made this year from this one thing. So I did that once and she does that every day. Right. So I do it once in a while. So they're yeah. making five figures weekly on these links. Some of my friends, um, so, so remember, like it's it's really the rise of the influencer marketing. What people thought didn't have longevity, it's really proving to be. Oh, sorry, Henry is playing the piano. Uh, <laughs> it's proving to be have success, and there's a lot of there there. So, um, you know, it's it's a really really interesting time to be here. So, maybe let's wrap up. If anyone, if you want to hear one, if you want people to hear one thing today, they hear nothing else. What do you want to know about you, Smithery? What's your big lesson for today? Yeah, I think it's like. My big lesson, and I think how we've even evolved over the years, is to like, there's something for everyone, right? So it's just being confident in your body now, what it is now, and like shopping for what your body is now. Because I, you know, I hear it all the time too, um, from a lot of women too. It's like, I'm going to lose that five, five more pounds and then I'll buy that. It's makes you feel even worse if you're trying to squish into a pair of pants that don't fit. So for me, it's like, continuing to remind women like I saw an us magazine article over Christmas that felt like 10 years ago it was like what diets are I was like what how is this still happening like in our universe yeah um so that I think for me like the thing about smithery that I want women to know is like yeah just trying to 
you are your own person, your own individual with your own body, your own style personality, right? Your your own skin tone, that kind of thing. And there is something for you. You don't have to fit into this mold. Um, and we're just trying to make it easier for everyone to find that. I honestly think you should do a podcast. I think you should host a podcast called the Smithery Podcast because I think there's so much to talk about on this topic that doesn't get, I mean, like, not like you have anything else to do. You want me to create a recreate market. I need to extend my sizes and now do a podcast. I a lot of homework for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. No, I just think like, I just think there's so much here, right? It's not just clothing, right? It's what the clothing represents. There's so much nuance and depth. And I think, you know, we often go really shallow with Instagram, right? But we go really deep with these conversations. We talked about denim for 10 minutes. I mean, there's so much there, right? There's so much about, we didn't even talk about, you know, shop, like what color people are, you know? Um, so it's, it's really amazing. Anyways, I think you're amazing. If people want to find you, where can they find Smithery? Give us all your socials, please. Yeah. So, uh, our website is smitherystyle.com. And our Instagram, where we actually do try-ons on the different body shapes on a weekly basis. So we have different body shapes on there. We shoot our stuff on Real Women. So you can follow us on Instagram at uh, at Smithery Style as well. And we are also offering a little promo code to your listeners. So we're going to give $20 off your order. Um, and you just have to enter in the code when you check out. It's Mum Halo Podcast. Hey, girl. Thank you. Welcome. Value. Listen to that. Um, I love it. I love that so much. Well, thank you so much, Mavis. She's amazing. A single mom running this business, and I just gave her (laughs) enormous, enormous tasks to do. No, I think you're amazing, and I love your product. I think I've always been a huge fan, and it's been so great to get to know you. You guys have always supported us over the years. I appreciate it. Keep it going. We love you, Mavis. If you're not following the Instagram, please do so. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Mom Halo podcast, I'd love your support by sharing it with others, posting about us on social, or leaving a really good rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the Mom Halo. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Cookies and Cribs Sleep Consulting helps parents like yourself teach healthy, independent sleep habits from the age of newborn to five years old. Alana Ozeal will teach your little one to sleep through the night, give you and your partner your nights together, and that little break that we all need at the end of the day. Cookies and Cribs will create a personalized sleep plan for your little one to give you the confidence and support each day working together. Book your free consultation today on the website and receive 10% off your services.